welcome back to another episode. It's me, mother of dragons, queen of burnout, colleague in medicine, coach in life, Dr. freaking Aaron Wiseman. And today I'm doing something a little bit different. We're calling this a badass spotlight. If you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you know that each week I try to give a shout out to a fellow badass out there and the work that she's doing in the world. Well, today we're actually bringing one of those people live. Hooray! I'm talking with a fellow DO woman, Dr. Christina Gramath. She's going to talk all about where she's been, where she's going, and just we get real about how life is and that even in the midst of the dumpster fires, we can still have s'mores. So join us in this conversation today and have a little giggle with me. Today's sponsor is near and dear to my heart. She's the amazing Dr. Dina George. Dina's been a guest here on the podcast and a partner in crime for me on some of my best adventures. She's helped me clarify and amplify my voice when it comes to my marketing, messaging, and business. And she can help you too. Many physicians get stuck when it comes to launching or growing a business. I mean, we just aren't taught this stuff. And from the outside, it's kind of complicated. But this is exactly what it can look like. You can have a sense of ease in creating your marketing and messaging that inspires your customers. You can be clear and focused on who you serve, making decisions with confidence. It can look like taking first steps, next steps, starting again when you feel like you failed. It can be experiencing fulfillment in your life and in business every step of the way. Dina works with doctors to create all of this using Story Brand Marketing Guide, business coaching, and life coaching. And you can experience it too. All the clarity, focus, creativity, the confidence, direction, and perseverance, and most importantly, the fulfillment. You can create a business you love and your customers love too. So sign up for a call with her at georgemdcoaching.com. She'll sit and talk with you about where you are now, where you want to go, and how coaching can take you there faster. That's georgemdcoaching.com and tell her that Aaron sent you. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, my fellow FQHCer, <laughs> Dr. Christina Grimmith. It's so great to have you here with me today. Oh, it's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be here with you. Yeah, absolutely. So for all the audience members out there, I put a call out into the Badass Slack group and I was like, hey, I want to talk to you people in real life. Come on the podcast. And you were one of a few that were like, okay, I'm game. I'm down. So I'm so excited to have you here. For the people on Podcasting World, tell them a little bit about yourself and what you're doing in the world. Yeah. So let's see. I'm a family medicine physician. And yeah, I work in Flint in an um, underserved area at FQHC full time. And, uh, you know, just seeing patients all the time. And I'm also a mom. Most importantly, I have two boys. They are four and almost two and a wife. And recently in May, I became a certified Zumba instructor, which was uh, something that was a little out of character. You know, I've always been trying to be professional and not that it's not, but, you know, it was something different that I kind of wanted to do just dealing with my burnout and wanting to do something different. Something that really made me happy and how I could connect to others. So that's what I started doing recently. And I'm, and I'm teaching at a gym on Sunday mornings, a local one. And it's like, so far, I'm having a blast. And it's just a great way to kind of de-stress and have fun. So Yeah, it's one of your tools that you've found to help combat your personal, you know, and professional burnout. And I think that's so important for all of us. My story is with that, like, 
way back seven, eight years ago, I started making little social media squares <laughs> that I called truth prescriptions. And that's like what like my thing was, was I just started and then I learned about this thing called Canva and, you know, just it's so important to like find that thing. Like when you're in the deep pit of burnout, finding that thing that like at least brings some light and some hope. Yeah. And then just connecting with other women who you know, they have burnout in their own ways that they may not be in the medical field, which is, which is nice to just, you know, go to a gym and I'm just hanging out with other women who are also maybe moms and maybe professionals or maybe not. And it's just, you know, kind of helping to influence them to be, to have fun, be active. And, you know, I think adding a little joy, whether it's through Zumba or whatever else you do, definitely helps with any kind of burnout you're dealing with. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your journey as far as with your burnout, but also like how you bumped into me. Yeah, definitely. So I probably started listening to your podcast before the pandemic. I'm thinking I was trying to pinpoint it, but I had a baby in January of 2020 and my maternity leave was when COVID hit. So I think right when I came back from maternity leave, trying to do pump time and dealing with the pandemic, that's definitely when my burnout just started to go downhill. And, uh, you know, I really, I've been, I guess you could say recovering since I, I, there was a couple dark moments where I may have hit a a rock bottom, you know, maybe once the summer last spring. And I've been doing some group coaching with Elena Sanino. And this is, I'm actually in my second round of Thrive Circle with her, which is a group coaching for women of all types. And um, it's been, it's been awesome. And that's really been helping a lot just to discover, you know, what makes you, you and, uh, what are what are your core values? What is your truest self, and how how do you expose that to the world? And it helps when you make decisions, life decisions, and how are you filling up your schedule and things like that. So yeah, I've been working on that, and uh, then the Zumba thing kind of came out of that because I was like, well, if I become a Zumba instructor, I'm reaching, I'm pretty much touching upon all of my four core values, which I kind of learned through the first Thrive Circle I did with her, and so. I thought, okay, well, this is a great decision because I know this is me being my truest self. Yeah, absolutely. I love Elena. I was in a coaching group with her and got to know her really, really well. And so I'm so glad that you found me on the podcast. Man, the pumping, I swear to God, it's one of the hardest things I ever undertook with all three of my kids, like working and pumping and being the moo cow for my children. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you do, you find those things, either I was like charting or like reading oh, yeah. or something during, cause, ugh, anyway. I know, I'm actually right now sitting in the room that I pumped in for like, you know, 10 months and this is, this is my pump space. And I had such a hard time getting my pump time in my schedule and it was you know having meetings and this is why I need this. I had to explain, this is why I need pump time. This is why I need 30 minutes and this is why you need to block me and so that was a challenge in itself, but I'm so I'm glad, you know, for now we, we don't have to deal with that, but you know, then it's how many more patients can they add to my schedule when I'm not pumping? Yeah. And like hashtag the struggle is real. And that's what I don't understand about medicine. How, I mean, it truly is built for men who have stay at home wives and that we don't accommodate for the diversity that is within the medical culture, you know, being a fertile female for our transgendered physician. I have a friend who just transitioned and it was a big ass deal about the bathrooms. You know what I mean? Like, come on, can we please come forward in this? 
Right. Accommodate your employees as much as you can and their own unique, you know, talents or needs that they have. And, you know, so that it makes a productive work environment. Yeah. Because I always say a happy doctor is a productive doctor. And it's so true. Like when you love getting up and doing your work and, and not every day is rainbows and sunshine. We know as an FQHC, like there's some really, really challenging things that walk into our doors. But I would still say that I'm happy, you know, on a on a general like trend line basis. And I think it's coming. I think there's a wave coming within administration, like really recognizing that they can't just like give us gift cards or like yoga at lunchtime to help with wellness. It actually has to be ingrained in the culture. It has to be okay to leave at three o'clock to go pick up a sick kid. It has to be okay to use all your vacation time or to have pump breaks. It just has to do that if, if it's going to be a sustainable physician workforce. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that that starts to change or starts to get better sometime soon. But Well, as a female physician who over the last five years has done, I mean, I've had a lot of different PRN or part-time positions. I'm not going to lie. My CV is not the ideal CV. But then again, it is the ideal CV for me because I like tried a bunch of different things and I got to experience a bunch of different workplace cultures. And I'll be honest, there were a lot of places that I worked in that I was like, wow, this is different. Like my current position, which I love my organization I'm with. I know I've only been there a couple of months now, but I put in time off and they're like, great, here you go. Approved. They don't hassle me about rescheduling patients. You know, I'm not, I'm not paid off RVUs. Thank God. So they're out there. I guess that's what I want to say is like there are good organizations, good cultures out there. It's just I just feel like the status quo is not that. And so that's why so many of us as doctors, like we're jaded. We're resentful. We're like been traumatized by organizations. And I think it's hard for them, too, because they have to meet, especially in FQHCs, they have to meet certain numbers in order to pay their physicians and their providers salaries. So you know, they're getting pressure on the other side of how, how to get more, how to be more productive and everything. And I think part of it is just the system too, you know, the bigger system. Yeah, I think so too. But I think it's been about a week ago, our U.S. representative for my part of Indiana was in town. And so we actually met with him and showed him the FQHC and talked about the work that we were doing. Because, you know, we are funded by federal money. And luckily, he's a physician or he's a retired physician. But really talk to him about like things must change, like telemedicine must continue to get reimbursement from here on out. That cannot go away. And so it was really good to actually talk to somebody who has some legislative power to hopefully change the system. Yeah, I really hope telemedicine stays because just being double booked all day and without that, I can't imagine like patients will be waiting for hours still. I mean, they already wait long enough. Well, it's an access thing. It's like a no-brainer anymore. There's so much we can do with telemedicine. Yeah. And I really, really hope that it continues to be reimbursed because we can, yeah, we can, especially in our population, we can really reach a lot of people, more than the people who can have to take a bus or get a ride or, you know, there's so many barriers to just coming to the office when it's something that we can address over the phone or via video. Yeah. And I mean, this is two family docs talking about it, you know, and I can remember back in med school, they're like physical exam, physical exam, physical exam as a DO. And and there is a time and a place for it. There really is. But sometimes, you know, if you listen long enough, the patients tell you their problem. 
Like they do. And I think that's where if we we just open it up and say, no, not everything is appropriate for telemedicine. But when we're thinking about access, when we're thinking about taking down barriers, shit, when we're thinking about provider fulfillment and and wellness, like I think it's okay to have a half day telemed day. Yeah, absolutely. Something that even if you could do it from home or from the comfort of your office. That would that could make a big difference with burnout for sure. Yeah, I think so too. And and not really see that much dip of productivity going down with it. So you mentioned a little bit, you're a fellow, not just badass survivor, but like badass thriver with me. And you've been in the badass Slack group with it. And I really wanted to bring you on and have this conversation because so many times I see online, like on Instagram or even on LinkedIn, like the celeb doctors who look like they have their shit all together. And I just sit back and laugh because I'm like, oh, that is not me whatsoever. I I think I'm really real. Yeah. How do they have time to put to see patients and then put together all of these, uh, what are they, reels and everything. And I just, I don't, I don't have, I can't imagine being full time. And then that would be awesome to reach more people on social media. I, that's just something I can't, uh, right now expand at this point, but yeah, it does seem like they have it all together. And I think they're more commonly that we have people like, you know, you and I, who are just still, we're still trying to figure it out and, or maybe it's just how they appear and it's, they don't have it all figured out. You know, it's just our perception of them, right? The imposter syndrome where oh, they look like they all have it together. Maybe I'm the only one who doesn't, you know? Well, and that's why I wanted to bring you on and some of the other baddies that'll be coming from the Slack group is just to like normalize that we're all figuring out this journey and there is no like gold medal at the end of it all. No one's waiting for like a, you did a great job lifing today certificate when you pull into the garage and just normalize like the bumps in the road. So you mentioned like being down in the depths of burnout, but then also like being okay. And, you know, I've been talking a lot about burnout recovery. And then I've also been talking about relapse and like work addictions and all of that. And working at FQHC, doing substance use, um, you know, medication assisted treatment. I always tell all my patients, I'm like, we're all recovering from something. And like, I really mean that when I tell it to my patients. And when I say it here on the podcast, like, we really all are. And so I'm just so glad to bring you on the podcast to show others too and normalize the conversations we're having as moms and doctors and going through burnout and like figuring out the next best steps. Absolutely. It's so easy to just get buried in your work, keep going, going through the motions and got to get through till to this point or, and, you know, I try to emphasize balance and boundaries is so important, but definitely having, yeah, boundaries with work life, boundaries with, you know, patients and staff. And like you always say, no is a complete sentence. I love that. I was just getting ready to ask you. I'm like, what's your favorite Aaron Sass? <laughs> That's definitely it. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, and that is something that I'm really not good at doing because my whole life it's been no, but this is why, or I guess I can do it or, and trying to justify so I don't hurt anyone's feelings or because I'm a people pleaser. I've always been like that. I think a lot of us are. And so to just be like, nope, not going to do that without a reason, without anything is empowering a little bit because they don't need to know. I can have my own reasons. I don't need to explain it to you, you know? Exactly. And if they ask for clarification, great. Then we can have a conversation. But if Mm -hmm. you just want my answer, answer is no. 
Well, good. Well, I love that you love that Aaron Sass. Well, talk a little bit about the Slack group because, you know, I talk about on the podcast a lot and it seems like I think we're at like maybe like 130 members and not everybody's active in it. And that's cool, like just to hang out there. But from your perception, I'm interested to hear what do you think about my Slack group? So I I do like the Slack, Slack group a lot. I feel like it's a safe space where I can either vent or, you know, talk about what's going on with me or share random successes. And I like getting, I'll get notification and you'll have a little uh, positive, empowering quote or something that you share. Other people will share their wins and it's just good to see that. And, you know, I feel comfortable sharing in that space. And actually, I feel like a lot of other employers are, are, well, employers are using it, but in my whole Zumba world, the two gyms that I've worked for both have Slack groups for the fitness instructors. So, you know, I think it's getting, it's getting bigger. And I like that it doesn't, you don't have to worry about a Facebook profile or, you know, having to be on there because there's just so many distractions on there. And the Slack, you can just stay focused on, you know, one thing or a specific thread. And there's not, you know, things trying to advertise to you. But, um, and, you know, Facebook is not as safe as it seems. I had a fellow friend who's also a mom and a specialist, and she recently got in trouble with her boards uh, from something she said on a Facebook group that she probably thought was going to be private. And so she had to delete all of her social media accounts, and now she's you know really in fear of not being able to get board certified. So uh, that's a scary thing, and all that was on Facebook in a, in a somewhat a so-called private group. So Yeah, it is. It sucks. Freaking mm-hmm. sucks. But yeah, that that is pretty much a good synopsis. That's how I feel about the Slack group. It's like, I love it because my notifications only go off from like 10 to 4 Monday through Friday. You can set it up like so that you do not get any. And then it like lumps and it tells me like when people have posts. And so then I go in there and chitty chat. And I think it is also good. Like you were going through some stuff a couple months ago that it wasn't just me helping. I was like so amazed, like the group rallied around you and, and, you know, it seemed like it was super encouraging. And then, but there was also some like nuggets of knowledge that came out that I was like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. That was really awesome. Just to have everyone kind of come in and share their experience and give me some encouragement or support. And yeah, it was definitely eye opening and uh, very helpful at the time. Yeah. So if you're not in the Facebook or if you're not in the Slack group, yeah, get off Facebook. Don't go to Facebook. (laughs) If you're not in the Aaron Wiseman Badass Slack group, there's a link in the show notes. You can definitely go check it out down there. You can get in there. If it's not your jam, whatever. Like I said, it's this is a very low pressure zone, but it's also where I kind of collect all my people. So like think of this beautiful China cabinet with all these wonderful personalities in it. So it's people I've coached one on one. It's people who have gone through the badass CME group. It's people from the podcast. It's just kind of a cool collection of people who have somehow bumped into Aaron Wiseman and they are sticking around, too. So Christina, it is so great to sit down and talk with you. I think you're amazing. I think the work that you're doing is amazing. And I'm just so glad that you took the time to talk with me today. Anything else you want to share with the people out in podcasting world? Yeah, I would say do do the work to really figure out who you are and what's important to you. So whether it's, you know, getting a life coach, doing a group coaching thing, or, you know, it, to set aside time for yourself to figure out what is truly important to you and what makes you you, you know, what things, what values make you you so that that will help guide you through tough times and making tough decisions in the future. 
I love it. All right. With that, the badass in me honors the badass in you, friend. <laughs> you too. you aspiring podcasters out there, listen up. If you have always wanted to start a podcast, but you haven't gotten around to it yet, this is your sign. I have made a podcasting 101 and podcasting 202 presentation that I want to help you. For a limited time only this fall, you can pick up both of those in a bundle. Check the show notes for the link. In Podcasting 101, you get everything you need to get your podcast off the ground with fun and ease. And in Podcasting 202, you learn how to scale and monetize so that you can grow your podcast reach and even make some dollars. When I started podcasting in 2018 here on Dr. Me First, I had no idea what I was getting myself into or how much I would love doing this podcast. So having a course like this to show me a way would have saved me so much pain and hassle from everything that I went through. And I shared that with you so you can get started on the right path. Plus, you get to see the Aaron Wiseman way of things. Let me show you the Coupon Mom easy way to podcast. This won't be around forever, so go check it out and get your podcast out there. Then make sure to email me and let me know when it's launched. I want to listen to you too. But you got to go check out Podcasting 101 and Podcasting 202 to get you started. You know, after talking with Christina, I would love to hear your favorite bit of Aaron Sass. So many times things just kind of fall out of my mouth and I don't know what's really most impactful, but I would love for you to tell me. So either join the Badass Slack group and let me know in person or send me an email at hello at burntouttobadass.com. I can't wait to hear from you. A big thanks to our sponsor today, Dr. Dina George, MD. She wants you to know that it's tough being a physician these days. The demands are endless. She sends a thank you to all of you out there who are serving others. For many of us, it doesn't feel like enough. Our big, beautiful brain likes to show us everything that we didn't get done at the end of the day. Hear this. Your work is incredible and it matters. So remember to talk to Dina today for clarity in your marketing, messaging, and business, when it, whether it's clinical, non-clinical, side hustle, hobby, all the, or none of the above. Go to georgemdcoaching.com. Again, that's georgemdcoaching.com and tell her Aaron sent you.